Welcome back to the Meddling Kids Podcast, a groovy review of Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Julie Kidd, and today we're talking about the Frickert Fracas from the new Scooby-Doo movies. This one guest stars Jonathan Winters. And yeah, I got some heat on social media last week because I mistakenly said he was some sort of famous singer and that I didn't remember him. Okay, a little bit of sleuthing on Wikipedia. Once I saw his face, I totally recognized him from the Mork and Mindy show and about a thousand other things. He's a really famous comedian, guy who can do lots of cool impressions, etc. And I'm sure he has a lovely singing voice, but that's certainly not what he's known for. Is that good enough for you, Tiff and Gary? Mea culpa. Anyway, the mystery machine is driving past farms as our episode starts, and it's a beautiful sunny day, and there's lots of fun country music, very atypical for our Scooby-verse. Unfortunately, the mystery machine is low on gas, so they pull over and honk the horn for assistance at a fueling station. Jonathan Winters is the grease jockey. I don't know if Grease Jockey's the right name for the guy who fills up your tank, but let's go with it. He fills up the tank while talking about alphabetizing his alphabet soup. Velma recognizes him as Jonathan Winters. He pulls off his white tearaway uniform and has a lovely three-piece suit underneath. I really want one of those tearaway uniforms. That would come in so handy. Anyway, he explains that he's just goofing around out of boredom. Apparently, he was on his way to Frickert Farms. That is really hard to say, by the way. Try saying it five times fast. But had an engine mishap. His friend Maud, also known as Grandma Frickert, is waiting for him. And so the kids offer him a lift. She's about to start a fried chicken restaurant, actually a series of fried chicken stands, and the kids are really excited to meet her, Grandma Frickert, and also possibly help out on the farm for a few days. Why not? This is either summer break or the kids are drifters again. Daphne is excited about a relaxing time in the country without any spookiness like they've had lately. But as she says this, they pass a scarecrow with very living-looking eyes. After the mystery machine goes by, the scarecrow kind of hops off the pole that was holding him up and walks out of frame. Maybe Dorothy was standing by to help. Ooh, I hope we see some awesome soft shoe dancing later, a la Wizard of Oz. They arrive at the farmhouse, and Winters talks about how much he loves the peacefulness of country life. Right then, a farmer runs by yelling at some noisy folks on a motorcycle and sidecar. Scooby and Shaggy hide. Um, I guess motorcycles are triggers somehow. Shaggy hides in a well, and Scooby hid in a hay bale. Jonathan Winters calls him Spooky-Doo, which is really cute. And then Scooby licks him and gives him a big kiss, and he calls him Licky-Wicky after that. The angry farmer tells all these folks to cool it right there. He's Vernon Crow, Mrs. Frickert's handyman and apparently bouncer. He thinks Jonathan Winters and the kids are sneaking around trespassing, looking for a secret formula. Like me, Vernon also doesn't recognize Jonathan Winters by name. So Winters throws his voice and pretends to be Grandma Frickert to trick Vernon into letting them onto the property. They then have a very confusing conversation inside with the real Grandma Frickert and Vernon being very, very confused. And I know I'm slow with this Jonathan Winters stuff, but I think he's also doing Grandma Frickert's voice. Apparently, the Grandma Frickert character is part of his stage show. 
Grandma asks about the noise she heard earlier and explains that they have a ton of trespassers looking for her departed husband's formula for chicken feed. It's really special because it makes chickens into a giant size before you know it. Her husband hid the samples, and even she doesn't know where they are. Velma points out that this formula would be really helpful to her, what with her fried chicken restaurant opening soon. I'm not so sure about this. Maybe if it was in nugget form, it would be okay. But can you imagine how horrific it would be to butcher a six-foot-tall chicken and then serve up a leg? It would feel cannibalistic like you're chopping into foghorn leghorn. Grandma Frickert is delighted to meet the kids and really excited for some more help around the place. Meanwhile, we see the dudes who were previously on the motorcycle and sidecar sneakily push their vehicles into the yard. They are 70s-looking dudes, both in bell-bottoms. One has a flowy blue blouse and no mustache, but a black beard, very Abe Lincoln. The other guy's diminutive, has a fringed leather vest, red hair, beard, mustache, and glasses. I'm hoping this ginger is actually a girl. I love when villains in the shows are female. They sneak around, and Scooby sees them peeking in through the window. He tries to alert Shaggy, but Shaggy has a one-track mind for fried poultry. There's a knock at the door. Is it the motorcycle dudes? Nope. It's a serious-looking older man, Mr. Shaky, Grandma's banker. She asks him to tell her all about her financial status in front of these strangers. Unfortunately, the bank doesn't want to give her a business loan for her new fried chicken stands. Velma suggests that they look for the hidden chicken feed samples to help her pay for the startup fees. Jonathan Winters offers to give her the money she needs, but she's too proud. Plus, then the ep would be over and we're only a few minutes in. The kids try to settle in since they'll have to wake up at 0400 in the a.m. to do chores, except they all see the trespassers on the lawn and give chase along with Vernon. What'll they do when they catch these motorcycle dudes? We'll find out after this commercial break. Well, my name's Kia. My name's Les. We do a little podcast. And it's sure to impress. We talk about movies. And shows on TV. Overrated is what we say about originality. Well, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And a Squarespace website, notaboringsoup.cam. Check out new episodes of Not A Boring Soup every Friday, y'all. Soup sucks, but our podcast doesn't. We're back from the commercial, and the kids have split up in pairs to search. And Grandma picks Fred quite flirtatiously. Velma and Daphne search through a field, with the creepy scarecrow watching and following them without their notice. Scooby and Shaggy and Jonathan Winters go to the mill and get spooked out by sounds in a bush. It turns out it was just Vernon. He's been busy whacking the bushes and asks them if they want to check out the mill or do some whacking with him. They elect to go to the mill. Good choice. Meanwhile, Mrs. Fricker checks out the scarecrow suspiciously, and she and Fred reunite with the girls. Mrs. Fricker tries to teach them the Wiverwill whistle, you know, like... Okay, I can't do it. In the background, we see the scarecrow's cloth face making weird expressions. So is this bad guy a mutant? How is the scarecrow's cloth face changing shape? Maybe the scarecrow is like an animatronic? 
they all start realizing that the scarecrow is moving somehow. It's not where they previously saw it. Now it's several yards away. Fred tells the girls to grab it. But the scarecrow zooms off with the girls, Fred, and Mrs. Frickert in hot pursuit. Back at the mill, Ginger, one of the motorcycle dudes, the one I was hoping is a girl, but I think I'm mistaken, hides among bags of grain as Scooby and Shaggy and Jonathan Winters argue about who should go in. They are all too scared, so they decide to look in windows on the roof to get a better view. Shaggy gets caught on the spokes of the water wheel and gets splashed while yelling for help and thus alerting Ginger. Vernon tries to come to the rescue, but he also gets stuck, as does Scooby. This scene lasts a very, very long time. Jonathan Winters helps Scooby and Shaggy try to find a hiding place because he's an old, experienced coward, he says. He takes them to the tool shed, but when he opens the door, he sees Ginger there, all covered in flour from the mill. Of course, they all assume he's a ghost because in this universe, if you have flour on you, you look exactly like a ghost. And they all hide under the mystery machine. The girls are checking out the horses in the stable when Vernon enters, and they think he's a bad guy and they run away. Vernon tries to interrogate a horse. Velma and Daphne see the flower-covered, bearded dude and again run away thinking he's a ghost. Et tu, Velma? Then, ghostly bearded guy runs into his partner, and they freak each other out. Flower-covered fake ghost dude jumps in a well, and both sneaky dudes are caught. However, they claim they aren't there to search for any hidden chicken seed. They're in the music business. They came there to see if they could rent the farm for something like Woodstock. Despite the fact that they've been running around sneakily, Grandma Frickert says sure, and gives them a room to sleep in. Daphne asks why they dressed up as a scarecrow. Good question, Daph. They slowly realize there still is a creepy scarecrow to account for. They go off to search for Vernon, who has wandered off. And they also search for the scarecrow. They all practice the Wiverwill signal again. Meanwhile, we see the scarecrow consulting a map and grabbing a shovel. Maybe Grandma Frickert's husband faked his death so he could come back grab the seeds, make a million bucks, and move to Aruba. Then there's some chasing back in the yard and the hayloft with Shaggy and Scooby and Jonathan Winters hot on Scarecrow's trail. Jonathan Winters tries to scare the Scarecrow out of the barn by doing imitations of a police car and a police search team. The impression goes off the rails as his pretend police officer goes on a tangent about how much he loves Jonathan Winters. I love when celebrities make fun of themselves. I wonder how much he's improvising and how much he helped with the script. It's great. Unfortunately, the scarecrow realizes the impressions are fake when he comes across Jonathan Winters imitating a helicopter. More chasing. Someone runs into a grain elevator, and Jonathan Winters, the big kids, and Grandma all sneak in to see if it's the Scarecrow, while Scooby and Shaggy play with the musician's motorcycle and sidecar. Then they hide in the chicken coop and accidentally get locked in. They are really hungry and theorize they can get eggs from the chickens. Unfortunately, there were roosters in the coop, and when they cock-a-doodle-doo to wake the hens, the roosters get aggressive. Roosters will peck your head into a nub, you know. They start digging a hole to get away. Shaggy breaks a nail when he digs into a tin box. Inside are the packs of special seed. A rooster comes over and eats all of the seeds in one go, and then he turns into the size of a two-story house and (laughs) and busts up the hen house. 
The rooster then chases Scooby and Shaggy for a while. Inside the grain silo, the others hear someone moving, but the scarecrow is actually sneaking behind Jonathan Winters. The scarecrow trips on a mallet and falls down the shaft, and then Jonathan Winters accidentally releases the hatch that's holding all the grain in. The grain is pouring out, and the scarecrow's coming out too. They all leave in time to see Shaggy climb out of the grain pile, and a giant chicken with Scooby and a scarecrow riding on its back. Grandma catches the rooster by the tail feathers. She's already talking about how she will cook him up for her chicken stand. The rooster escapes, and the others get in the mystery machine, and Grandma and a hen go on the motorcycle. Jonathan Winters was hiding under the hen. It's a cartoon. Just go with it. So now they're all on the trail, except for Vernon. Velma says it looks like the giant chicken is getting smaller. Fred stops the mystery machine and grabs the scarecrow. Grandma gives him a scold, thinking he's Vernon who's dressed up as the scarecrow, since we haven't seen Vernon in a few scenes. She dresses him down for leaving the chicken coop open. However, it's actually the banker, Simon Shaky. He wanted to prevent her from opening her chicken stands because he wanted to open his own with the help of the secret formula. He would have done it if it weren't for those darn kids. Vernon shows up with the police. They arrest Mr. Shaky, and Grandma reveals to all that it turns out the secret formula doesn't actually work because the effects are so temporary. The sun comes up, and Scooby-Doo provides the good morning rooster crow. All in all, a great episode and fantastic work by Jonathan Winters. I love how he didn't take himself too seriously and fit right in as another coward along with Shaggy and Scooby. Just a great app. Share your thoughts with us on Facebook. Our Meddling Kids podcast and Scooby-Doo discussion group is moderated by my bestie Tiff, who just had a birthday. Happy belated birthday, Tiff. You can also tweet at us or like our page on Facebook. We're at Meddling Kids Pod, and I'm at Julie Kin. Thanks so much to Dave Seste for our music. Thanks so much to the best lawyer and judge I know, Mr. Olaf. And just remember, next time you're trying to make grotesquely large buffalo wings, you would have gotten away with it if it weren't for us meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs>